Emily Parcell is a registered dietitian nutritionist with six years of experience. She's worked in various settings from wellness to food service and even larger corporations. She's always wanted to own her own business, and after COVID forced her to work remote, she decided the additional time gained from not having to commute provided a new opportunity to work towards her dream of owning her own private practice. Emily is passionate about working in women's health and specifically helps women who've lost their period heal their relationship around food in order to recover their natural period and throughout the journey find food freedom. Emily uses her own personal experience with period recovery and journey to finding food freedom to inspire and educate other women how they can do the same to truly become their healthiest selves. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Emily. Thanks, Marissa. This is so exciting. I've always wanted to be on this podcast. Oh, yay. It's so exciting. I'm happy to have you. All right. So just to jump off of that, can you tell us a bit about where you started versus where you are now? I know in your bio, you mentioned you got started through COVID, which seems like it would be a really interesting experience to dive in in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've always wanted to own my own business, kind of like what I talked about little bit in the bio and with COVID I was forced to go remote with my full-time job like so many dietitians out there and I really saw this as an opportunity and I was like you know what I'm not commuting an hour to and from work every day I feel like I could really make this work and so I had been listening to Libby's podcast and was like really inspired by the other dietitians and I thought you know what now is a great time more than ever and so I just dove right in. And here I am. <laughs> awesome. I love yeah. that mindset of just being able to take something that, you know, could be looked at as a barrier, you know, COVID forcing you to work from home and, you know, but you were like, well, now I have all this time on my hands. I might as well dive into what I actually want to do. And I think that's super great. So a little bit in the bio, we mentioned who you work with, but could you just describe a bit more about the type of clients you work with and what your niche is? Yeah, absolutely. So the women that I work with, they are about you know 29 early 30s i would say and they are over exercisers and under eaters and so because of this they've lost lost their period and for many of them they want to eventually have children and so this is really important for them to recover their natural period and with that comes eating more so healing their relationship around food learning how to move from a place of love and not necessarily control in order to recover their period so someday they can fall pregnant wow i love that and i can tell that you're really passionate about it like you mentioned in your bio you have your own personal experience with this and i think that's you know really special and so how has your niche evolved is this you know where you started out or did you get more specific in any way yeah, so right when I started out, I just started posting. I was just like, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't really clear on the whole period recovery part. I was really focused on the fertility and something that is so important is you want to solve your client's biggest problem. And I realized that you're not honing in on this one piece is what's most important for them. So that's kind of where it evolved over time throughout working in the program. Awesome. Was there anything you feel like specifically helped you refine that or get a lot more clear on solving that biggest problem? Yeah. So a lot of market research that's so important and just getting out there and really seeing what other, you know, what women are talking about within my niche. And then the coaching calls in the group were huge just to be able to talk about, you know, really what issues I was 
I was trying to solve, getting more clear on my message, all of that was really helpful and being able to bring that to the coaching calls was just huge. I couldn't have done it on my own. Yeah. Oh, that's so Mm -hmm. awesome to hear. And it's so true that market research, being able to really explore the minds of your ideal client based on what is being posted on the internet and Facebook groups and Reddit threads, whatever it might be, and using their language to speak to them. And I think that's a really great tip. And so now that you have your niche, your ideal client and your marketing and all of this stuff, how do you approach sales? You know, getting these actual clients on the phone, what does that look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, I feel like sales are just, it's so fun because it's really like that whole picture of you use their language and they, it doesn't feel like it's work when you're on a discovery call with someone. It's just a conversation. And especially when it's someone, you know, I said that this was something that I went through. So I feel like these women that I'm talking to, we could be like BFF. So it's just like a casual conversation and it's really just an opportunity to, to, get to know your market even better. So I just approach discovery calls as an opportunity to learn no matter what the takeaway is at the end of it. I either get some really great market research out of it or, you know, you just learn so much more about how to approach that next sales call. What can you do better and how can you continue to speak your ideal client's language? Yeah, I think that's a really great perspective to have with a sales call because so often we can get so intimidated by it, but when you approach it from that lens, I think it just takes some of the pressure off. So I think that's great. Okay. And so you're attracting these ideal clients through Instagram. So can you talk to us a bit more about how you've used Instagram to grow your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll be completely honest here. I used to be that person who never really used Instagram. And I was like, because of COVID on my phone more. And I was like, wait a second, I could do this. Like, this is really cool. This is a really great resource. And so one of the biggest things is, you know, posting on your stories. That's huge. It's a really great way to get your reach out. And I feel like that's the biggest use for me for Instagram is showing my face on stories. And then when you're posting consistently, that's really helpful too. And I mean, there's no cost to use Instagram to start a business. So if you have a vision, you can make it happen on there, which is really great. 100%. Absolutely. And so as far as your content creation goes, can you walk us through a bit of what that process looks like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So before working in the program, I was just kind of posting and ghosting. Um, I wasn't really sure what I was doing. And so that's where the group helped me so much and really being able to talk all of that through. But really, it's just super easy. You just look at your insights and see what's doing the best and you create your top posts and use your ideal client's language that you've gathered gathered from your market research. And it's really fun to being able to play around in Canva and different things like that. But you don't even have to go as go that far as long as you're talking, you know, to that ideal client and really addressing their pain points. You know, it's it's fun and it's a great, great use of marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get to get that creativity in there a little bit as well. And it's really fun. So Mm -hmm. you mentioned briefly used to post and ghost, but can you explain a bit more how your Instagram feed looks like before versus what it looks like now? Yeah. So like so many dietitians, I feel like I had a lot of food pictures. It was when I looked at my personal Instagram, it was like food and pictures of my dog or friends from years ago because I wasn't really using it. And then when I started to do it myself, before I worked with Libby, it was just kind of like, honestly, I don't even know. It was what I thought people wanted. It wasn't what my client actually wanted. So it was just kind of 
all over the place. So it's definitely evolved to be more streamlined now and talking to one person. Yeah. And so what do you feel like really helped you develop that messaging in your content specifically in order to reach your target market? Yeah, so I would say a lot of market research, getting on the phone with ideal clients, picking their brains, the discovery calls have been really helpful. I like to keep an Excel sheet and just document conversations that I've had, and then it's really helpful to go back and highlight things that appear most frequently and then use that and plug it into my marketing content, my Instagram content. That's awesome. So what advice would you give to somebody who is on the drawing board, they're getting ready to post on Instagram, and they want to know how to speak to their ideal client? What are a couple tips that you might give them in order to really make their message clear in their image? Yeah, absolutely. So one, I would just say if you haven't gotten started, just do it. Just get started. Something that's been really helpful for me is posting a poll on Instagram stories or asking a question. And that's like a really easy way. If you have no idea where to get started and you have a person in mind you want to talk to, throw a poll out there. People love those. And then you can get feedback from them from that and then use that language that they're giving you from that Instagram story and plug it into your message if you have no idea where to go. And just get started. Just start posting and see what people comment and use those comments too to start creating content. So you would say definitely using their language, their words in your content is really important? Absolutely. Yeah. That's like the best thing that you can do is to use their language because you want your ideal client to see themselves in your content. Yes. That's such a good Mm -hmm. way to put that. So in regards to Instagram, you know, we're an image behind a phone, you know, Mm -hmm. how do you build that know, like, and trust factor on Instagram effectively so that way you can really you know get that connection with your ideal client Mm -hmm. I think as for me I'm a perfectionist I know a lot of other dietitians out there could probably relate you can't you just gotta like kind of toss that perfectionism aside and just be you when you show up on Instagram if you're hopping on your stories you don't have to have makeup on you can be you know, going through the McDonald's drive through if you're in the food freedom space, let's say, and like not have a lick of makeup on and people are going to relate to that. They want to see that you're a real human being. I feel like half the time I'm showing me they're like cooking in my kitchen or on a walk with my dog or something. People want to be able to relate to you. And that's, you know, one of the best things you can do to build that no like and trust factor is just be you and give them little snippets of who you are. You don't have to, you know, give away every intimate detail of yourself by any means, but just just to show that you, you're relatable. You are a person behind the, the phone, like you said. Yes, exactly. And so what would you say to someone who is listening and is scared to maybe show their face on their stories or on their posts? What advice would you give to them? Yeah, if you're scared, you could always just record a video on your phone and then, you know, transition to stories, but just do it. You know, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you didn't like it the first time around, you can always not post that one and keep doing it until you do like it, but you just got to get started somewhere. And I think for all of us, you know, we want, we want to be successful business owners and you just have to kind of like swallow the fear. It's going to have the more you do it, the more you're going to feel less fearful. You're going to feel more confident and you know, it's okay. No one's judging you. You know, if you mess up, I feel like no one's going to know because only you know, and the best thing you can do is show up. 
100%. Yeah, that's really great advice. And so you've mentioned a couple of times just getting started, just show up, just take imperfect action. And I know the dietitian boss method teaches you to just get started imperfectly, but what does that look like to you? What is that action step that you took when you decided to dive in and take imperfect action? Yeah, so for me, diving in and taking that imperfect action was just posting. Like I said, posting content to become more clear. But the group, I mean, honestly, like signing up for Libby's program was one of the best things that I did. And just taking that next step and knowing that I couldn't do it on my own. I think that's huge. You know, we can we can show our face, but to be able to learn the skill set behind that to be successful is huge and I couldn't have you know taken that next step without this cooking program and so that's huge so I highly recommend hiring a business coach just like Libby in this program to really help you continue to take those next steps moving forward yeah so it sounds like just starting you know by posting something even if it's not the clearest or the most perfect being consistent is another thing you said and then having some form of community such as in this program so that way you can have support and feedback along the way. Yeah. I think that's really great advice on just, you know, simple ways to get started without having all your ducks in a row or feeling like Mm -hmm. you're ticking all the boxes. Cause like you said before, we can so easily get wrapped up in being perfect and being a perfectionist and very type A, but you know, once you start, it just gets easier from there. And I think that you put that perfectly. Absolutely. And so can you provide some sort of example on how this dietitian boss method has inspired you? You've mentioned how the community and the group has really helped you refine your message and get clear on your content, but can you share a bit more about what you've really taken from the program that you feel like has empowered you to keep going in your practice? Yeah, absolutely. So I learned so much by being in this program. I feel like one of the biggest things is mindset. Well, I've learned a lot, but one of the things is mindset and just really strengthening that mindset. You know, it's not, it's not always going to be perfect. You're not going to land every single sales call. You're not, you know, going to have a crazy amount of likes or, you know, clicks on your, your content each week, but it's about learning how you can continue to grow. And that's all about strengthening your mindset. It's not a, you know, building a business isn't a sprint. It's a journey. It's a marathon. And it's just learning and continuing to build and grow and know that you're creating that foundation. And I feel like that's another really big takeaway from the program is I've learned so much about how to build that foundation for creating a business, not just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, the ultimate goal is to be a full-time business owner. And so this program has really helped me with that from the modules to the coaching calls, you know, learning how to continue to hone your business skills to be successful. Yes, 100%. And so going off of what you said about mindset, do you feel like Was there anything that really helped you or any tools you use to help you build that growth mindset? Yeah, absolutely. So Libby suggests quite a few books and podcasts, and I really set goals for myself to read one book a month throughout the program and then also listen to one like audiobook. I should say, I think I call it a podcast, but one audiobook a month. And that's really been helpful. One book in particular, Jen Sincero, I'm (laughs) 
can't remember how to pronounce her last name, but she is a, a really great author and she has a good book around mindset. Journaling has been huge. I journal every morning as part of my routine to just set some positive affirmations and, you know, goal setting too has been a really big thing. And that's what's also been helpful too throughout this program is learning how to set goals and being held accountable to reaching those goals too. Yes, I love that. I think goal setting is a way to envision what's next rather than getting Mm -hmm. hung up on, you know, what is right now. It's looking forward to what is to come because I almost feel like it's a visualization of where you're going to go. All about speaking into existence, (laughs) what is to come. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So if you look back on when you just got started, what advice do you wish that you had been given when you first considered starting your private practice? Oh, that's a good question. I, the advice that I wish I had been given is just hire a business coach. Don't second guess that. Just do it. I mean, we are in the business to coach other people to solve their problems and reach their health goals. So we need business coaches. I feel like, you know, we're the experts in nutrition and we need an expert to help coach us to successfully reach our income goals and client goals and different things like that. And I would just say, you know, get started is, you know, now is there's never going to be a perfect time. And so why not just do it now? Yes. Coaches need coaches too. Love it. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and all of this inspiration for all of the fellow and future dietitian bosses out there listening right now. So why don't you give us a little insight into what is next for your business? Yeah, so right now I am transitioning to a group coaching format and I'm really looking forward to that and just going to continue to grow in my mindset and hit my financial goals and continue to help more and more women recover their natural periods. Love it. So exciting. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at at period.foodfreedom. Love it. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much, Marissa. (laughs) If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.